time let me tell you about my girl miss erica with crooked w consulting she has a small marketing and design agency out of north carolina she offers small affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide she's currently doing my new website i'm telling you folks you need to let her do yours She's doing us a jam-up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Shout out to Miss Mary, the owner of Buckaroo Tattoo in Wheatland, California. Email her now at buckaroo-tat, and then the number two, at yahoo.com to make an appointment. Hit her up on Instagram at buckaroo-tat, then the number two, or at Ink in My Glove on Facebook at buckaroo-tat. She's been tattooing some badass tattoos for the past 13 years at her shop. And let me tell you, she is literally flying here at the beginning of March to tattoo me for a couple days and record some shows with me. So if I'm using her and I'm letting her tattoo the shit out of me and she's sponsoring this show, boy, y'all need to look her up right now. Make your appointment with her. You ain't gonna be disappointed at all. She is grown. I can't wait. Shout out to Buckaroo Tattoo and Miss Mary. Go look them up on all social media platforms. Now, cowboy stuff. My buddy, old friend, Chris Sapp, owner of Desperado and Company, over at the Pooler Tanger Outlet Mall. They are in Suite 611. They offer all kind of Western wear. Boots, toddlers, youth, women's, men's, everything. They have Ariat wallets, phone cases, men and women's jewelry, uh, Montana silversmith, belt buckles, Ariat belts for men. They offer clinch. Ariat and Wrangler are their main brands of clothes. Lots of exotic boots. Uh, guys, I saw some of the stuff that they're bringing me and some of the stuff I get to try on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of great Western wear places that are up in Nashville that I get to go to. This place compares to every single one of them. So what I need you guys to do is look up Desperado and Company, Chris Sapp. Their phone number is 912-604-0389. Go check them out. Get all turquoise the hell up. Get all westerned up. Look like a cowboy cowgirl. 
Western fashion is the coolest shit to me, by the way. And uh, the fact that they're on board as a sponsor now, I can't wait to try on some of the stuff that he has sent me and everything that they have sent me in pictures uh, to get my size in. Dude, it's all banging. It's all awesome. So look up Desperado and Company now. Mr. Chris Sapp, once again, the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall, Suite 611. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is 478 621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. It's prom season, and let me tell you, if I was still in high school, I know exactly where I would go to get my tux because I like flashy. I like loud. I like obnoxious clothing. If you ever see the stuff I wear out in Macon, Nashville, wherever the hell I go, to be honest with you, I like to be seen <laughs> as much as I am heard. And Miss Vicky over at Dolly's Delights showed me the other day a company that she's ordering from now that have the loudest and most obnoxiously good-looking tuxes. Fellas, if you're trying to turn heads and you're in high school, Dolly's Delights is where the hell you need to be. So moms and dads, take your boys over there. And while you're over there, get some of that good candy. Make sure you satisfy that sweet tooth. It's the best place to do it. You're not going to find anybody better to deal with, and not to mention she's got the best prices around. That's Dolly's Delights, located at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia. Call her at 478-231-7237. Dolly's Delights. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I've ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Well, I'm doing a live show there February the 15th. She's going to feed me. I'm going to take a couple of my friends with me from social media there, uh, probably around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if any of y'all would like to come hang out, please do. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed she takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, 
every single aspect. That's why I'm taking my equipment there to actually record with her and her staff. So please go check out Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive-In. I'm about tired of reading all these sponsors, but I'm grateful for each and every one of them. But I saved my homegirl for last. Let me tell you about Miss Reagan, who's getting me in shape right now. I need each and every one of y'all to go look her up on Instagram at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit. She does one-on-one customized meal planning, nutrition guides, and training in home or at the gym. I know she stays on my ass, so I know she'll stay on yours. Look, this is the thing with Reagan. She's lost the weight, she stayed in shape, and now she's helping people do the same thing that she did. And she did it the healthy way. She can help you lose body fat, gain muscle, or just improve your overall health. Whatever your goal is, she'll help you with it. I promise that. And the thing is, she holds you accountable in a way that most people don't. She's very affordable, and she offers weekly and monthly payments. So please, go look up my homegirl, Miss Reagan, at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit on Instagram. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. I am excited uh, about today's show. So I have a very beautiful woman from South Florida with me today. She is on OnlyFans killing it. She's a Playboy bunny. She has her own podcast called Tip Drill. Uh, she is just an all-around badass, and I cannot wait for y'all to hear this woman's story. Miss Sarah Blake Cheek, how the hell are you doing today? I'm freaking amazing. How are you? I'm good. I'm good if I can stop looking at your fucking Instagram. Oh my God. I just saw the one you posted, the the one in the little Daisy Duke top or whatever. Oh, you, got, yeah. you got to chill. You, I've you, got to, I've got to calm down a little bit. If if you don't, my carpal tunnel is gonna get a lot worse. <laughs> oh Lord. So uh anyway, uh I want to thank our, our mutual friend for hooking me and you up, by the way. Uh, yes. she, she's on the show next Wednesday. I'm super excited about that as well. Uh, I'm going to say her name wrong because it's so fucking hard to say. So why don't you thank her for me? Thank you, Tawny. Tawny. For this introduction. <laughs> Tawny, you are a sweetheart, but I don't know who spelled your name that way. That is, <laughs> it, it is horrible for me to say. I am dyslexic and a dumbass. And that is that name does not make sense to me at all. When I'm texting her, I'm like, do I put two eyes like, or is this just an IG thing? I'm like, how does she spell her real name? So then I just say, Hey girl. <laughs> yeah. There's part of me is like, that's not your Christian name, but I'm not asking you. That. <laughs> I'm not asking you that. Uh, so anyway, me and uh, Miss Sarah got to talk for a little bit beforehand. And while we've been talking for the past week or two or whatever, you have a really cool story. And I think there's a whole lot to you besides for the fact you're just a badass anyway. Uh, huge into sports too. I thought that was just fucking awesome. Uh, before we just get into your backstory, kind of give us a little bit on the sports deal that you do. So I have my own sports podcast um, called Tip Drill. 
And it's really just starting. I'm like getting my feet wet with it and trying to hold myself accountable to be consistent, which is really, really hard with all the shit I got going on. Um, but I love the Tennessee balls. I'm a huge trash. Homer. Trash. <laughs> I work proudly. Um, and I do a lot for Outkick where I do a lot of trolling some of the other fan bases, uh, mostly Kentucky. <laughs> That's the only ones y'all can constantly pick on, though. Oh, my God. All right. We're coming for Georgia. So, I would yeah. just <laughs> you, can, you can fucking come all you want to. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you can come all you want to, all I could say. I'm going to say it, but, you know, deep down, I'm like, I don't, I don't want none of that right now. We got to fix our shit and maintain. Like, that's what we got to do. I'm scared. Uh, of, I'm, I'll, I'll jokes aside, I'm scared of y'all next year. I, I'm scared of y'all next year with Stetson leaving, but our our backup yes. our backup supposed to be pretty good. Uh, but still, we're we're losing a lot, and y'all did this year show the fuck out. I'll give y'all that. And you know it's it's going to be tight. I think I think y'all actually have a shot next year if Georgia is kind of down and Alabama's kind of down, but Alabama's fucking damn near never down. So I argued that last year because I was like, listen, the first like couple games that Alabama played, I'm like, this is a totally different Saban team that we've ever seen. And for me, I'm like, I don't think they're going to do as good as they they've done in the past, especially with all the penalties that, that they, uh, you know, they have. This is the first time they've had that many like penalties in a Saban era. So I'm I'm. I don't know. I just don't know if this is the downfall of it all. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm kind of leery of the whole Alabama thing. I don't, I don't think Alabama's going to tough it out next year. Georgia, I mean, you guys are going to kill it, but you, Stetson's leaving. So that is a big, you know, kind of big fall for y'all. But I don't know if Tennessee has every component that we need yet to, to make that statement. Yeah. Um, but we, I think that I think we're back. I think Tennessee is back to being elite. I think they're back to being. I think they're back to being relevant. Elite. Relevant. <laughs> you almost said it right. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think now that you can pay the players with the NIL deals, I think it changes the complete ball game, and, and the oh, yeah. and the transfer portal being what it is now, to where you can just go to another team and play the same or pretty much same calendar year. As mm -hmm. much as I love Saban. I'll tell you who I think is going to win the national championship and who's going to take over. Whoever Deion Sanders coaches, whoever Deion Sanders, and I look, I'm a Georgia guy through and through. Deion is fixing to completely change how recruiting is done. You're fixing to have it every university. If you don't have a Kirby, if you don't have a Saban, you're going to have to have a Deion. And I'm telling you, there's a reason why everybody is fixing to go to Colorado. That, yep. If you, if you, all right, if you listen to just the stuff that he's putting on social media about how you're supposed to treat women, how mm -hmm. he wants you to act in your classes, how he's going to get you to the NFL if you're a five star or a four star, you think about you being a mama. Where the, oh, yeah. he, where the hell are you going to tell your kid to go to? To stay, right. out, to stay the hell out of trouble? Man, shit. De Dion's fixing to have it locked up. I can agree with that. I can get behind that 100% as a mom, especially. Yeah. Like, 
I even like not just because I'm a huge Tennessee fan, but I love Josh Heupel. I love the values and the morals and and the type of men that he wants to yeah. to play in his program. That's huge to me. So it's like Dion has that same kind of philosophy. And for me, I'm like, dude, if my kid was being recruited by Dion, I'd be like, go, I'll Absolutely. go with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Why the fuck wouldn't you? <laughs> Only thing that y'all got going against y'all. Tennessee is how fucking ugly he is. That is the ugliest man I have ever seen in life. Oh my god! Oh and I man. and I and I love Peyton Manning. I love everything about Peyton Manning. But y'all have had two of the ugliest men that have ever walked this earth. Where that Tennessee orange? Hey, let me tell you, it's, it doesn't do good for recruiting. Hey, but we make up with it for with our baseball coach. So I haven't seen I haven't seen the baseball coach. You haven't seen Tony Vitello? I haven't seen Tony mm -hmm. Vitello. He's he's yummy. I don't know. And y'all, I guess y'all got Morgan Wallen telling everybody to fucking go there too now. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all y'all got some upsides. Y'all got some upsides. <laughs> but we, you know what? Uh, this is this could be the sexiest conversation I've ever had with a woman, though. To be honest, with <laughs> women, this right here, she's a happily married woman. But this right here, if you want to land a fella, this is how you start a conversation. We don't want to talk about dumb shit. We want to talk about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is how you get the guy you want right here. Even the fact that you knew the Tennessee baseball coach's name. I'm just getting shivers over here. I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit. Here we go. I'm down for this. So kind of, kind of tell everybody – that doesn't know you already from your huge social media following, uh, kind of tell them a little bit of background on you and uh, let them know who, um, who Miss Sarah is. I'm just a regular ass mom. That's who I am. <laughs> like, um, you know, I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, moved around a lot. So I don't like have a hometown. A lot of people are like, Oh, well I'm from here. And I wish I could say that, but I was born in Wichita, Kansas. I'm like the the village people's kid. I was raised by the Filipino community. Um, I'm a quarter Filipino. And I lived in Chicago, Tennessee. Now I live in Florida. Um, but I am just, I'm a mom of four. I have four kids, two boys and two girls. that Two boys that do hockey. A girl that does hockey. And one who does dance and cheer. Uh, my girly girl. I do OnlyFans. I am a playmate. Uh, I used to own hair salons. Um, I now am a CEO of my own company called Omega, where I do PR and publications. I specialize in getting making girls' dreams come true. You want to be on Playboy FHM? I can make it happen for you kind of deal. And um, I just, I'm busy. I'm a busy mom, and I love sports. In a nutshell, that's who I am. I'm a wife. <laughs> I, I saw you in the Tom Brady jersey the other day, and let me tell you, and I mean this in all due respect to my gay followers, because I love you. I love you <laughs> gay sons of bitches. There's a, there's a lot more of y'all to keep up with me than I would have ever thought. I would not get on my knees but for two men that have ever walked this earth. One of them's Rob Gronkowski, and the other's Tom fucking Brady. And, and, and when I saw you wearing that Tom Brady jersey, I was like, all right, I can kick it with it. Like, okay, I'm oh down. My gosh. I, I can kick it with you. 
like I make one comment about Tom Brady and that shit goes viral. I'm like, are, are you serious? Like, I'm like, it's a joke. If I, if I had to sit down here and really think about if my husband would give me a hall pass, I mean, I don't know. I'm he, that would be maybe my five options, you know, like on my five fingers, if I could think of guys or whatever, but I'm like, my husband is not going to say, yeah, Sarah, you can go hang out with Tom Brady. Fuck no, you're not coming back. <laughs> Nobody's coming back. Grown men aren't coming back. That Nobody don't... would. No, it's Tom fucking Brady. Except for Giselle. Now she's with the jujitsu guy. And I'm like, the jujitsu guy? Yeah, it's the only guy that can you, mentally you can wrap your head around beating Tom Brady's ass, though. But Dude, I want to see them fight. Tom Brady's <laughs> probably still going to throw a football and break his face. <laughs> like, that's it. I mean, this uh, that's the only chance Tom's got. The dude's going to tap him the fuck out <laughs> otherwise. But still, it's Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, my friends here, they hate me because I don't like – I grew up – I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, a huge Boston Red Sox fan. But living in Georgia, you're expected to like the Braves yep. and the Falcons. Grew, growing up first 10 years of my life, I liked the Braves. Every time they got a player that I liked, they traded them the fuck away. I was a huge David Justice guy and they <laughs> traded him away and, and, and other people. And it's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go with history. I'm going to go with somebody that I really like. And then I ended up liking Manny Ramirez. Yeah. And it was just, it's over and done with Boston through and through for the next however long. And then it rolled into Tom coming and I loved his story. I loved everything about him. And now just anything that Tom Brady does besides his marriage, uh, and I still, and I still don't understand that. I, I, I there had to be some other shit going on there. I, I don't think it was just football. I, I agree. 100%. I, I don't think it was just football and I don't ever comment or try to say what the fuck was going on with somebody's situation like that. But there was something there was, it's Tom Brady, like give him a couple more years of whatever he wants to do. Like let him, nobody, Michael Jordan's family wouldn't have told him, Hey, you need to chill the fuck out. Like if you're I going, know, right? if you're going to be the greatest of all time, let him be the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. I, I never got that. I, I just never got that. Only person I wish would have stayed longer was Gronk. Gronk is I my know. fucking dude. I wish he would have done. They would have done one season together, like after the Super Bowl, and then crushed it. You know what I mean? Just together, just one last time. I wish what they'd have done. What baseball does so good is when you know a player's going to retire, I wish they would have had a walk-off year for them. Oh, yeah. I, I, together. Even if it was just a subpar year, and it ended up being a subpar year, lost to the fucking Cowboys. I mean, God, what a worse way to go. Uh, I really yeah. wish they would have just known this is our last year. Let's ride off into the sunset together, regardless of what happens. Let every yeah. stadium we go to pay us some kind of tribute as the yep. greatest of all time and fucking right mm -hmm. off. I agree. I think it would have been great. Well, me too. Well, besides for tip drill, uh, and what all do y'all actually talk about on tip drill too? Cause I want to make sure people go and follow it. Uh, so, um, I've had some of the, uh, like Tennessee ball guys on there and I actually had Jabari Davis on and he owns a, a cigar company. That was the one of the companies that supplied us when we, we beat Bama. Um, and he explained to me how to smoke a cigar and, and, and like what you're supposed to do with it and how you're not supposed to inhale and how you're supposed to do all the, 
like you're just supposed to taste it and some shit like that. So I had him explain that to me. Um, And then I had one of the guys that was beefing with Barstool, uh, Tennessee ball guy on there. Um, How I see this going in the future for tip drill is more parody. I want more women to love football the same way I do. I want them to see that there's so much freaking drama involved in, in it, that it's better than TMZ. And, and I want them to, you know, love it. Like I do, like just, just everything about it. You've got coaches like with escorts, recruiting girls. I mean, Brian Kelly had a huge thing with Kayshawn Booty this year where Kayshawn Booty and the, and his, his coach, this is crazy. His coach, him and his coach were running a train on the freaking recruiting the the head of recruiting like they were all together like with the player it's just it's nuts and there's all these scandals all year long that unfold and I want to talk about them I want more women to to have fun with it you know and I think I think sports everybody wants to be an analyst they want to talk about breaking down film they want to talk about each game and who we've got with recruiting and, and why things are this way and and I want to talk about the fun parts of it because there's not really a woman involved in the sporting community that talks about fun shit and, and has fun with it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, that's tip drill in a nutshell. <laughs> that, that sounds like a fucking million dollar idea is what it is. If you, if you would get guys to open up to you. Yeah, that's yeah. That would, that would be the only thing I think would be the problem. Cause there, there, there's so many good stories that are behind the scenes. Oh Yeah. A lot. So many. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, there's that whole situation with Brian Kelly and the recruits and all that kind of shit. I don't. There's not enough confidence in me to run a train on anybody anyway. There's not nothing. I'm not in the same room as somebody doing that shit. That's this not for me. I am too shy. No. I can sit here and I can talk all the shit in the world, but somebody be like, "Hey, you want to go hang out with me and five guys and this really cool girl?" And it's like, "No, no, no, I'm good. Uh, I want, I, I want to call her dad and make sure that they you know they get their relationship back together. Is what I want to do. I don't I want, know. I don't want to fucking be part of that. That sounds horrible for that young lady. That's that's what I'm thinking too. I'm just like in my head, I'm thinking, what could be so great about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, to each its own. But for me, I'm just like, I- I'll pass." Yeah, I've gotten trouble on the show from women before, and they're like, "You're not supposed to kink shame," and it's like, "I don't kink shame. It's just I don't kink understand. Like, I don't get what the fuck makes you want to do that. It's okay. It's okay if you want to do that. That's fine. Okay, cool with you. But help me understand why. And then most of them is like, "I just like it." It's like, okay, well that's fine. We'll just understand why. I just don't. So I'm not kink shaming either. I'm just I'm the same in the same boat as you are. I'm like, okay, well tell me, explain it to me because I need to know. And and yeah, like you know, there's a stigma. Like I do OnlyFans, but half the time I'll get a message from somebody that's in my inbox and they're like, Hey, do you do XYZ? And I'm like, Googling what the fuck that is. Yeah. (laughs) What is this? That's fucking hilarious to me because there's (laughs) there's the women that have done this show that have made a lot of money off of OnlyFans, they all say the same thing. They don't really know what the fuck people are asking for most of the time. <laughs> like, there have been folks that have messaged, like, I've done one show, I think, one, one or two shows, to where I, like, put the email address out there, and I was like, hey, for the next time said person comes on the show, I want you to send messages, and we'll ask them 
while we're recording hey, about this, if they would ever <laughs> do this or whatever. And like, I have to read these emails from these sick fucks. And it's just like, oh my God, I'm, I can only imagine. And it's like, you want somebody to do this for your pleasure? Why? Yeah. Why? Okay. I got, mm -hmm. I got a buddy though. This, I got a buddy. She goes to this place in Atlanta. And it's like a dominatrix bar. And this person is a saint. I would have never thought in a million years. She finally opened up to me about it. Uh, Cause she knows I'm not vanilla, but I'm the closest thing to vanilla as you can get publicly. Like I, I'm not into anything fucking weird, weird, but this girl was like, look, I got to tell you this. Cause you're going to think it's funny. She goes to this dominatrix bar like once or twice a month, only for like an hour or two at a time. She's got clients that are already scheduled or whatever. She makes a shit ton of money doing this, but these dudes just want to be abused. I didn't realize that this was a thing. I, I thought this was something that people made fun of online. I thought it was just a joke. Like I'm talking about like torture. She oh my God. This woman doesn't have to get naked. This woman doesn't have to do anything inappropriate to herself. This woman doesn't have to do anything. She doesn't want to do. She doesn't have to touch them in any spot. She doesn't want to touch them. She just literally has to abuse these sons of bitches. And like, I asked her, about, I was like, why do they like it? And she's like, hey, everyone, I've got the same story. They all are like CEOs or they all are like the head of a business or whatever they do. And they're in charge all the time. They want someone to take control of them. And I was like, I don't want that shit to ever happen to me. I don't care what come. I don't care how much money I make in this life or whatever, how, whatever happens to me. If I ever tell somebody to beat the shit out of me, put me in an insane asylum. I don't want to be abused. I can only imagine the shit you get in your inbox. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, like, just even, like, humiliate my size or whatever. And I'm like, what? And naturally, I'm I'm not somebody who's like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to, you know, for me, I'm just like, I don't, I don't really know how to comprehend this and come up with the words to say. But I guess I'll tell you that it's little or something. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, what am I supposed to say? Like, oh, it's so little and and I don't like like what? <laughs> yeah. I've it's been here. Yeah. Last thing I want a woman to do is tell me my dick's little. <laughs> I, I've been worrying about that shit ever since I found out I had a dick. I I, did, I don't want someone looking at me I'm like, oh, that's cute. Look at that little pecker. Like, no, I don't. You say that, I'm automatically going to play in fucking traffic on I-75. <laughs> Absolutely. Why would you want that? I don't know. That is, don't heart, know. That is heartbreak. Some people wasn't loved as children. That's all I could say. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, well, speaking of not loved as children, me and you, um, let's go starting with your childhood because we talked about this a little bit as a, that's a horrible segue. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's only funny if you make it to be funny. Uh, let's go to where uh, me and you started. I like everybody knowing people's backstories. Yes. It's not, it's not who we are now that I really like. It's who we were back in the day. And then how we evolved into we are now that makes me like somebody. And I know from the people that listen to this show, uh, they're a lot like me. So when you started sharing your story with me earlier, it made me really fucking like you. I already <laughs> thought you were a badass, but it made me it made me respect you a lot more 
because of the person you are today. So why don't you start off a little bit about your childhood and everything and kind of share uh, who Miss Sarah was growing up. So, um, like I said earlier, I'm, I was born in Wichita. Um, my mom was very young. She actually, so how I was conceived is crazy, but she, um, she got pregnant when she's still in high school and the guy who got her pregnant was married and he was like 25 years old. Um, and at that time, you know, their relationship and, and the way that all went about, she, she didn't really want to have this child, um, especially being in that situation. So she, my grandma begged her, you know, she's like, Hey, don't, don't have an abortion, have this baby and, and we'll help you raise her. And, and the Filipino community is very close out there. So everybody's like my aunts, um, <laughs> like not blood related. We're just all like, you know, I'm like, Oh, aunt this and aunt that. But, um, they all like basically took me in and they each one of them helped out in certain parts of my life and with school or with like braces or things of that nature. So they kind of collectively, you know, like I said, I'm the village child. Um, so they, they raised me. I went to live with my mom when I was, um, a little bit older and, um, you know, I didn't find out that the guy who I'd been calling my, my dad, my whole life, uh, wasn't my biological father until I was 24 years old. And I had a Facebook message from this guy claiming to be my dad. And so I called my real dad or well, Jose, we'll call him Jose. He's my stepdad, but he's my adopted dad, which I claim him as my real dad because I've known nothing other than him. Um, and I called him and I'm like, Hey, some guy is in my, my messages claiming to be my dad. What do you know about this? And he goes, um, call your mom and then hung up on me. <laughs> and at that point I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, are you, is this for real? Um, so I called my mom and I'm at that, I'm pissed because I'm like, how could you keep this from me my whole entire life? Like you didn't tell me anything. Um, you know, cause I already dealt with growing up kind of feeling like I didn't belong certain places or I didn't really fit in. I always went against the grain. I was always kind of solo and moving around a lot. And, and, and I was just always to myself. Um, yeah, I was just, I was a wild child, but, um, you know, like, so I went through all that. Um, I, my mom and I don't have the best relationship. It's getting better now that I'm older and a mom. I kind of understand some things, but it's still not a mother-daughter relationship that you always want and you long for in your life. Um, but I, at a young age, I graduated high school early. I got pregnant, got married, and the guy ended up being an absolute horrible nightmare. I ended up um, losing the baby, and no. and he um, was... A, you know, it was a domestic violence situation, but he was abusive and, you know, going through that right when you turn 18 and your life is so fresh and you've got the world in front of you. And, and now I look back and I'm like, dang, at 18, you don't know jack shit about anything, you know? Um, but I, then, you know, so I, I just kind of, I've been through a lot in my life that I feel like I've never really shared um, cause I don't really use those things as like something that's hard to go through and, and, and really 
take it and, and let it slow me down. I'm always moving. I'm always trying to accomplish something. And, and I think that until I met my husband, it was really apparent to me that, wow, I've overcome a lot that most people don't ever experience in their lives. And that's important to share. It's important for me to say, hey, I've went through this. I've overcome it. And here's where I'm at today. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that it wasn't hard, but everybody has a journey and it defines who they are. And for me, it's it's going through a lot of shit and, and kind of never being, I guess, the term wanted. Um, you know, like I didn't really have a place. So yeah. I've kind of always like searched for my own place, you know, and, and really it's, it's hit me as I'm older that that's why I'm so passionate as a mom. That's why I'm so adamant about being present for them all the time, you know? Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in the fact that some people take their trauma and they use it as an excuse to just yeah. fucking zone out on life, the rest of life. Like they, they want to say that my trauma is what has crippled me. And then you yeah. got some people that take their trauma and they usually are they not usually they take their trauma and they let it be the gas in the car that defines mm -hmm. their success. So like I, a lot of the shit that you say, like I told you beforehand, I've got a daughter that I'm dealing with a situation that have been for the past several years in Alabama. And it's a lot of the same things. Like I don't want a court telling her mother Hey, you got to do this now because me and the daughter are estranged. One day, I'm going to send that message on social media. We live in a world now that there's no way it's not. I'm too good of a dad to Gracie to where nobody can sit here and say, oh, he would have been a shitty dad. Like, right. it, it's, it's, all it is is different points of views on things. And I'm trying to look out for the welfare of my daughter. And so is her mother. That's the thing. Like, I can't be mad at her mom. She's just trying to be a good mom. But mm -hmm. that, that th message comes one day and I don't want her to ever be mad at her mom. Were, were you mad at your mom because she kept your dad from you? Um, I was mad that growing up, I had questions like, why was my birth certificate amended? Um, you know, like there were certain things like my mom and, and my adopted dad had kids 12 years apart from me. And I'm kind of like, why, why am I treated differently? Or why is there such a big gap? Or, you know, you just have these questions and you just, for me, it was like, why didn't you guys, like, why didn't I grow up with y'all? Like, why was I at grandma's house? And then I was able to move in with you guys. Like, you know, there's just all of these things as I got older that I asked myself and I was like, I don't really look like this dude. And yeah. what's crazy is my biological, my biological dad is white. And my adopted dad is Mexican. Yeah. So I'd look at the situation and I'm like, man, I don't look like my siblings. Like, are you sure? Like, you know, like there's just things that I was, I had questions that my, I felt like my mom growing up could have connected with me, but you know, now understanding she had her own traumas. Like it, it was probably impossible to connect with me and deal with the fact that she had to look at me and, and be like, oh, my God, and see this person that sh that she was in a relationship with that broke her, you know? Yeah. Um, so I understand that. And I don't hold that against her. I forgive her. It doesn't mean that I'm not hurt by the things that she's done um, or how our relationship is. But I was mad at her. I was 
pissed. I was like, how could you do that to me? And, and it, I felt like that's kind of why I felt like I never belonged. You know what I mean? That at the end of the day, we, we look at situations and it's like, okay, you're hurt. Or if you see somebody being mean, you know, like bullies are people who are hurt. Well, why are they hurting? You have to look at this because you're just seeing the surface. So if you look underneath it and you break it down, truthfully, I feel like that's where it came from. I'm like, well, I don't feel like I fit in in this family. You know, what's different about me. So I feel like she could have done things differently or things could have been explained to me. But, you know, in a, in a, a certain way, maybe she was protecting me. Who knows? But I was pissed. Yeah, that's the that's how I feel. I have such such mixed emotions about the whole thing. It's like the dad side of me, because I know I'm a good dad, not a piece of shit. You ought to be doing more, but at the same time, don't want to traumatize the kid. Being so far away, not knowing you, you got to wait till they're a little bit older to understand the circumstances. Yep. You don't want to judge telling the mother and the stepfather who are doing a good job to do something they don't feel comfortable doing. Like, it's a weird fucking situation. I just don't want anybody to ever be mad in the situation. I don't want anybody right. to ever be hurt in the situation. And somebody's going to be one day. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I guess who I am, I would rather me be the person who, who has the burden of being hurt. Yeah. And maybe that's what your mom did too. Maybe she, yeah. man, I'm not saying I obviously don't know the fuck situation, <laughs> but in my, in my situation, I would rather be the person that holds the burden of being hurt and, ha and keeping yep. the pain and like having to deal with it in my own fucking way and, until it gets yeah. to a certain point to where, okay, you're 12, 13 years old. There's no way you don't understand this now. Like I understand a child not to, but a teenager. And yeah, you're probably going to throw shit at me and be mad and be mad at your mom, but Hey, we can deal with this shit now. All right, this is this is the way you should do it. I agree with you on that too, because like for me, I had I feel like my dad was the best dad in the entire world. So yeah. I was more hurt that I wasn't biologically his kid. Yeah. Because I, I loved him and he did everything right by me. I had the I, I just I had the most incredible dad. And so when that all came about, I was I was hurt more. Yes, my mom didn't tell me and I, you know, I expressed that, but I was also kind of devastated that I wasn't his child. And, you know, this other guy comes along and, and it's kind of foreign because you take this kid that's grown up with this and then you introduce something else into it and it's confusing. And, and at that age and, and when you're younger, you don't understand those things. And I, I really do feel like until you have kids of your own, you don't understand a lot of stuff. Not a fucking uh, thing. No. So for me, it's all been a learning experience and it's kind of helped mold me. Um, and I feel like it's more insightful. Like I just, like with my kids, I am a hundred percent honest with them with everything. And yes, they're young and yes, they're babies, but it might hurt them now a little bit, but they're not going to wake up one day and be like, what? Like I was like, oh my God, you have to pay taxes. Like, or, oh my God, you have to do this. <laughs> Um, so it's just a different approach, but my approach is because of what I've been through. Yeah. So every person has that different, and that's the beauty of being a parent and being different. We don't all have to be the same, you it, know, it would suck if we would. Right. Yeah. So, but I get what you like with your situation. I respect that a hundred percent because you're, you're, you're carrying that burden and not yeah. putting it on some, a, a child to kind of like, well, 
who, what do I do? You know? And see, like, it would even be different if you were, let's just say you were an hour away. If you, if you were in driving distance, if there was an issue, like they would even be different then there would be more of a, a fight through the court system and all that type of shit. But the situation or the, the hypothetical that I give everybody is you think about a kid who doesn't know you coming into an environment that they don't know and them getting upset and then your family being 10 hours away, which you're comfortable with. Yeah. The, see that that's just, that's a lot. That's even fucking scary. There's no way. And we, and we've tried to do it the, a different way. Like I've invited them to Disneyland with us. I've invited the, the, my ex and her husband to go to concerts and stuff with us or uh, not concerts. I've gone to concerts in their area with artists that I've known and be like, Hey, I'll give you tickets to go to the concert, but eat dinner with me before. And let's just talk. Let's just, let's have a fucking game plan. Some people don't want to do that shit. And I'm fine with that. Some, you know, people got their lives. They want to move on. They want to act like shit didn't exist in the past. That's not going to be me. Like I, I'm not that person. Like I have done a lot of things wrong in this life. I'm a good dad. I, I'm going to continuously fuck up almost every relationship I give in probably and almost anything else I do, but I'm going to be a good dad. I just want to do certain shit the right way. And I don't know, just, I, I, it means a lot. Like you saying that you respect it. Mm -hmm. Cause some people don't, some people like you ought to do more. Well, put yourself in my fucking shoes. Exactly. You just don't know. And for, so when I met my real dad, his reason was a lot like yours. Like, Hey, like, I thought I was doing the best thing possible by saying, I want this girl to grow up and have the most love that she can ever have. And I don't want to complicate that. I don't want to come into the mix and have it be worse for her Yeah, with comprehending all this. And, and I respect that. Like, I'm not mad at him. Yeah. Now there are some things about him that I'm like, well, you're kind of a sketchy dude, but <laughs> it's because I'm looking at it through my own, like, you know, adult yeah. eyes now, but I respect the fact that he was like, I wanted you to have the best. And, and of course, as an adult, I'm reaching out to you because I wanted to, I was, I wondered, I wondered yeah. what you were like. And I don't blame him for that because meeting him, we had, I had never spent a day in my life with this human and our mannerisms were the same. We spoke the same and it was so crazy that it was just like all the pieces of the puzzle filled themselves in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not waiting till 24. I'm waiting yeah, till. Yeah, don't do that. I'm waiting. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's driving me insane as long as I've waited now, but I'm waiting till the teenage years or preteen. Yes. I'm waiting until I think that you are old enough to actually understand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you can formulate your own opinion. I'm not, I'm not waiting. But, and first off, there's too many people with the side of her family that actually I don't think dislikes me. They like me. They're gonna fucking talk, and the little girl looks just like me too. So it's not it's it's not like her and Gracie look identical. Just one has dark hair, one has blonde hair. Mm -hmm. right, it's identical. So it's not like they're gonna not know. Somebody's gonna say something. Yep. I just want I want it to be where it is as le the less amount of trauma in the situation as possible. I'd rather yeah. be the one that takes on the burden of the bullshit. Absolutely. But speaking of burden of bullshit, let's go to what you've gone through the past couple of years with being kicked out of football games 
and all the other shit, which I think is such bullshit. Um, and you're, I think you're just being a badass mom. And I think, oh, you're going to get my opinion on it in a second. They don't know. So tell them. So I was, um, I was banned from my kids football, uh, organization. Um, I wasn't allowed on property. I wasn't allowed to talk to staff, um, coaches. I wasn't allowed to take them to practice, go to their games, none of it. Um, because of what my job was. And so many people are like, well, how did that come about? Well, I was at this time, it was COVID. COVID was starting and I had owned a hair salon. And I, you know, at that time you can't operate your hair salon. So there's a hardship on my family. Then my husband was injured at work. So we're like, okay, well, how are we going to manage this? What are we going to do? And I had already had a pretty good following on social media. So a lot of people were like, you know, hey, do you have an OnlyFans? Again, have no idea what that is. So I had to Google it and I'm like, people are paying for this. Like, okay, well, hell yeah, I'll do this. And I kept it secret. I, you know, I used my real name because I didn't ever think it was going to get to where it's at or, or, or I would have never predicted this in a million years. And I didn't advertise it. I wasn't like, oh, hey, go subscribe here. Like it was very secretive because I was very cautious of the fact that, oh my God, I'm doing this and it's kind of taboo, but I'm a mom. I don't want this to ever affect their lives. Um, so, and it was very early. Well, of course the, the coach found out, she sent my images, my links to the football organization and kind of that exposed the whole secret. And it was awful. Like, I mean, I don't, I can't tell you, I don't think I've ever cried this hard in my life or went through, I've been through a lot, but this was the worst of the worst. Cause you're taking, I'm literally doing this so that I can provide for my family and my children. So we don't lose our house. We don't, none of these things. And, and they're finally, you know, at this point, I'm like, Oh my God, they're able to do football because we have that extra money. We have four freaking kids. That's a yeah. lot of free, like it, having a kid ain't no joke. So I'm like, here I am. I'm able to finally put my kids in an extracurricular activity. I'm so excited. And boom, you're not allowed. I'm like, what the hell? And I don't want them to be affected by it. So I took the burden of that. I was like, well, let's just, you know, kind of glaze this over and I won't come and you guys finish out the season. And, you know, didn't end up working out that way. A lot of things happened to my kids from these adults, but then it trickled into the school. I was, my son was suspended from school for what I did. Um, you, which, you but you know why though? First off, fuck that bitch. Uh, you yeah. you probably you probably can't say, it, but fuck that bitch. <laughs> it, it probably her husband saw your OnlyFans. Yep. She probably knew he was fucking rubbing one out to you. She was probably jealous. She's probably somebody that has just got a fucking corn cob stuck up her ass. Anyway, but this jealousy. It, it that's that's yep. all it ever is with these women. Are these men the men that bitch about it? Are the men that can't fuck you? That that's, yes. that's all it ever is. The men are the ones that they ever bring it up. Are the ones that subscribe in the dark, bitch about it in the light. They don't want their wives knowing they look at you naked. Exactly. They, they don't want nobody to know. They don't want yep. nobody to know. 
but they'll be the first ones to be, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't allow her in public. But the thing is, they'll be the first one to try to pull some slick shit and say something to you in public. And you're like, no, I, I got a husband. I've got a kids. I'm just yes. doing what I've got to do. And they get offended or whatever. Fuck those people. I can't stand that shit. The she she needs attention. And it's like, okay, one. I do this because I don't need the attention because yeah. if you thought I needed the attention, it would tear me up inside to know that I needed validation from anybody outside of myself. Yeah. Not, not my husband doesn't validate me. Of course you want that approval from the person you're with and you're married to, but all that matters at the end of the day is if I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you got yeah. this girl. And, and that's all that it is. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I get on there. I do what I got to do. I get off and, and I'm on there so that I can spend as much freaking time with my kids as I possibly can. Cause I got four, I can't pay for daycare. I, like I'm not going to run around and all this different schools and activities and all the things like, like this is too much. Why wouldn't you? you know? Why wouldn't so, you? I, I've made the argument so many fucking times. If you have a following already on social media, if you already have your name out there, as long as you're not running for political office one day, and I'm not saying you ever would or you would. I might. You might. You might. You might. It'll, it might bite you in the ass then. But why wouldn't you? If you know women, if you don't understand what I'm about to say, You've never had to work multiple jobs to take care of multiple kids and not had to get spend any fucking time with them. If you have the option of posting a few times a day and get to spend time with your kids and you know that people are going to pay for whatever you post and you're going to get to spend all the time you want with your youngins, be there and not miss a single part of their lives. Why the fuck wouldn't you do it? Men are going to yep. pay for it. Mm -hmm. men, men are going to and the men aren't upset for paying for it they're not mm -hmm. fucking mad about it you're not putting a gun to a guy's head saying give me your credit card number motherfucker <laughs> you're, you're not they're doing it because they want to yeah. men are pigs I'm a fucking pig I if I see a good there's there's been a couple women that have been on this show or I've seen on social media and I've made a joke of that if I didn't have a strict rule that I'm never paying for an OnlyFans, there's a couple of them that I'd be like, I fucking want to see. Yep. But I'm not going to because if I do one, I'm gonna fucking do them all. And I just <laughs> I'm just I'm not fucking doing it. Right. But, but I get it. I fucking get it. The thing that is appealing about the women on OnlyFans, that is everybody's like, well, there's Pornhub. There's this other stuff. It's not the fucking girl next door. It's, exactly. it's, it's not the girl next door. It's not the woman you're going to see in Walmart. It's not the woman yes. you're going to, it's not the woman you're going to see at the PTA meeting. Mm -hmm. That That is what is sexy about. It's the obtainable yep. woman. It, it, and that is, that it, like don't get me wrong if i looked at porn who the fuck hasn't looked at porn but there's right. something that is something is unobtainable about those women and those men if you if whatever if you're into that but yep. the women that you see on only fans is the woman that i could walk into walmart and see today and be like god damn that bitch is hot right that i get it i fucking get yep. it and that, that's what I tell these girls all the time. Like I have a lot of yeah, like the girls that come to me and they're like, okay, I need to take a photo shoot. I need to do this. I need to do this with my body. And I'm like, listen, I started my OnlyFans when I was six months postpartum and I had all the love, jelly roll, stretch marks, lactating nips still. Like 
let me tell you something. They don't give a flying F about that crap. Like women are so critical of themselves. And I'm, I'm here to tell like all y'all don't be look in the mirror and say, damn, that stretch mark looks good because that's what people say. They don't want this perfect body oh. they don't they don't give a shit they want the fact that you're the hot mom in the freaking car line that That's they're exactly like damn what want. see that one you know what i mean six, it's like it's, six, it's, it's, that's what it is sexy doesn't have a size mm-hmm. six sexy doesn't have a body type they're right like, like me i like thick women I don't get me wrong. I've, I've been around little petite women. They, they happen to make some things look bigger <laughs> on me. And I like them bitches too. Like some, <laughs> th- some, some things are nice. Now don't get me wrong, but I like a woman looks like I can wrestle with. Like, I I like that. I don't want somebody that it doesn't look like we, when we go out to eat, the bitch is going to order a salad. I just, right. that's, that's not for me. It's never going to be for me. I want the real woman. When I, yeah. when I follow you on social media, whoever I follow, I always, obviously I'm always going to follow somebody with big tits. And I know that sounds horrible, <laughs> but I'm a pig. I'm a fucking pig. It is what I like. Or a big ass is what I like. Mm-hmm. And if all these people that keep thinking that you got to have the perfect body, that is unobtainable. None mm-hmm. of us is going to walk out. I'm not fixing to go to the gym six hours a day and eat a meal to where I can pull a woman that does the same fucking thing. And honestly, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that makes me to where I have to. I want the natural looking woman. I yep. want I want a woman that looks like a fucking woman and not like I just had to open her from a Barbie doll fucking casing. I don't I don't want that. And all the men that I know that I'm friends with, they don't want it either. And I, and and you probably know this better than most, the women that go above and beyond to look like that have the worst fucking personalities that Mm -hmm. you are ever going to find. They are so concerned about what everybody else thinks of them that they are just the worst people ever to deal with. They might have a big heart, but when you have to deal with somebody that is so self-conscious of what everybody else is saying, what everybody else is thinking it makes you miserable to be around them. You want somebody yeah. that's going to have fun with you. Somebody that is just going to be the life of the party with you. Somebody that's going to love life. You know who loves life? Normal fucking people <laughs> with normal fucking bodies. Right. Like, I just, okay. And I've always been honest, too. Like, I, I just, like, my boobs aren't real. I, I got them done because I had four kids. And I'm like, I, I didn't have boobs. Who gives a people. shit? You know? Who, who gives a shit? But, Everybody loves big fake titties. Right. And I like the way they look. That's what I wanted. I wanted fake boobs. Um, but I had lipo 360. I had, I just had all this done and I'm like, like a lot of people are like, Oh my God, you know, you were fine before. And I'm like, listen, none of this has to do with the fact that I didn't think that I was fine before or that I wanted to be skinnier. It has to do with the fact that I got to take now that this is my job. I'm going to be at a photo shoot in two weeks and I don't have time to be in the gym because I got four freaking kids. So I, yeah, I'm going to lay on the table and have somebody suck that shit out because I like steak too damn much. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> that's the best, how it is. That's the best explanation in the <laughs> realest fucking explanation ever though. That is fucking real. Like you're not being somebody 
that you don't like you're being you you're being the genuine fucking version of you a lot of people just don't get that shit i if more people would just say what you said right there the soccer moms or the football moms that got mad at you they would be like okay i get it i, I get it now I know. And, and the thing is like i have a bunch of hockey mom friends now that like I'm always timid. I'm always scared. I, I'll downplay yeah. it. I won't do my hair, my makeup, nothing. I wear sweats. I wear baggy clothes because I don't ever want, like, I guess it's a little bit of trauma of going through the football situation, yeah. but I don't ever want to make some other, uh, another woman feel uncomfortable because I know what I do for a living. And I don't want to stand next to somebody who's uncomfortable and thinks that I want their man because I don't want your fucking man. I got, I got a husband that, is a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't, I don't need all that. I got 65 DMS from all these people that I got to answer to and tell them that their dick size is a 10. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want your man, but I don't want that to ever come across any type of way to anybody ever. Yeah. So I go overboard by compensating for that. And with, with that, like these moms, once they get to know me, they're like, Oh, I get it. Like you're, you're this is a job and i'm like yeah yeah I, yeah only thing i'll tell you don't make yourself uncomfortable to make other people comfortable i'm trying to master that that's the one thing this year that was my you know everybody has resolutions and stuff yeah. i said you know what i'm not doing this no more i am me and if they don't accept that then i gotta be strong in that so i'm, I'm trying well you, well you just seem and like, I obviously don't know you that well, but you seem like you're going to be one of those people that I would want to do multiple episodes with and get to know yeah. as a friend and everything like those people, if they would get to know you, they would realize, like you just said, it's a job for one, but you also are doing the shit for the right reasons. Right. Like it's, it's, it would be stupid for you not to, I hate when people come up with these terms or whatever in pop culture that are actually good terms that I wish I would have came up with, but like the one that's going around now, like fumble the bag when somebody would, it just means that like you had an opportunity for a lot of money to make a oh. life changing money and you'd fucking dropped it. This means fumble the bag or whatever. So like I heard the other day and I was like, God damn it. That's really good. I wish I would have came up with that phrase. Uh, but these moms or whatever, once they would get to know you or whoever, they would realize like, you're not fumbling it. You you literally are taking advantage of the situation. I told you before we started and anybody that listens to this show, they know I say it all the time. I don't go to strip clubs, but I love strippers. I, I love Hooters. It's very often that I eat there because the food fucking sucks now at anyone I go to. Oh. But I used to love, and I, I legit, don't get me wrong, I love going in there looking at the fucking waitresses. But the wings really did used to be fucking good at Hooters. I know. I and know. Now, I have the same complaint. And now and now they fucking suck. Mm -hmm. but, but if you can be a woman, and you can do things like that, and you can make a shit ton of money in a short period of time, and it can be like a side hustle. It can be something that doesn't take away from your kids or your career or whatever. There's been a lot of women that have put them actually. I know a lot of strippers lie about, oh, I'm going to nursing school right now. And I put myself through. <laughs> but there has been a lot of women that have put themselves through school mm -hmm. doing that shit. They had to pay off student loans or never had to take one out because they were shaking their ass. Exactly. It might look bad at the time, but guess who ain't paying off a fucking student loan the rest of their life? 
You know who actually talked about this was um I read her book is uh God what's her name uh uh she does with Outkick uh, t- uh Tony Tony is it Tommy Tony Lauren uh, I don't know um Tommy Lauren that's who it is okay. sorry um I gotta grab a phone charger but okay she um she actually talked about this in her book how she had all these professors that put themselves through school and didn't have any debt and they stripped while they're in school. And she wanted to do research on this because she was like proud of it. She's like, this is amazing. You should share these stories because there's more young women out here who are trying to hustle. And if they knew that this was socially acceptable, our world would be so different and they wouldn't be putting themselves in debt. So uh, when she wrote about that, I was like, that is amazing. But she got shunned. Like they said, if you publish any of these interviews, like, cause their careers would be over. It yeah. would be over for them. The, the only thing that I ever say about this, but there's two sides to it. Now there's the women, like there's a woman in my community. She's not here. She's a couple counties over. This woman is a fucking smoke show. <laughs> but, but when I tell you, she is as smart as the piece of paper on my desk right now. She She's just an idiot. And ever since she was a probably in high school she's been getting by on her looks i have no respect for a woman that just thinks she's gonna get by on her looks and, right and she's gonna maximize that because looks are gonna fade one day and then she goes on social media and she tells men what a piece of shit they are and how like she's never gonna find a good guy or whatever and she's done nothing but sexualize herself since since a young age like that's all she's ever done but if that's all you're ever going to do, that's how a man's going to look at you. Now you look right. at so- something like you've done. You've got a business. You have grown. You've done all these things. You've took what you were given and expanded. And you're not fucking bashing people while you're doing it or whatever. <laughs> I got a lot of respect for somebody like you. I don't have respect for other people to think I'm just going to get by on my looks for the rest of my life. I'm going to marry money and whatever. Oh no, my God. no, no fucking man wants a if you have money there i have yet to meet a man unless you're really fucking stupid that has money in the bank that has that has a great job or owns businesses or whatever it's like you know what i'm gonna go pick up a burden i exactly exactly what i want in my life is a a bank account sucking burden that's that's all i need is some woman to come along just because she's attractive and take all my fucking money that's exactly women don't get it if you take you being a very attractive woman and you optimize it to where you get or maximize it i mean and you get all these other opportunities out of it i got nothing but respect for that but the other side of it look if any of you moms out there listening and you got young beautiful girls or whatever let them get their education but let them fucking go work at wild wings go let them work at hooters right don't get mad at them if they fucking strip because they're not going to be paying off student loans for whatever. And if you ask me if my daughter, if I would let my daughter do it, if my daughter came to me and said, hey, this is just so I can do X, Y, and Z so I can have a better life, I got to let my kid be happy. I know what it's like to be in fucking debt. You know what it's like to be in debt if you're listening to this. Would you rather your kid be in debt or would you rather your kid be happy? Right. Somebody I look at, one of my role models, um, when I started doing this, I was, I, I looked at her journey and, and she's kind of been like my role model for a long time. And I love her because 
I look at how her life ha has become and what it's turned into versus, and, and there's no shame for Pam Anderson. You know, she's done a lot. She's been through a lot, whatever. But Jenny McCarthy. Oh, I love Jenny it, McCarthy so much. Freaking love her. And and for me, that she had an opportunity to go put herself through college, do Playboy, pay off college, and she built a freaking career. And she did something more than just, okay, well, I did Playboy, so I'm gonna get by on my looks. She was a businesswoman. She yeah. she made decisions based on what her future would be. And you know, she she's got a liquor line, she's been on you know the radio, just everything. She's just that's a role model. Yeah. And for me, like when people look at me and, or they ask my husband, they're like, Oh, your wife does this. You know, what happens if your daughters do this? And he's like, okay, if my daughters came to me and said, Hey dad, I'm going to be on the cover of Maxim and it's going to pay me this much. And I'm not going to have any college debt. And this is what I'm going to do with it. It's different than her saying, I, I you know, I want all these men to validate me and give me attention because of my looks. You know, he's like, there's two different ways that you can look at this and, and make this, this, you know, decision on, on judging your own kid based off of what your wife might do. And, and this is typically how it works out. I'm sorry, but you know, if I had a wild, my mom wasn't wild. She was very like strict and this is the way things are. So I'm, pretty freaking wild when I you know when I got the opportunity to be wild I just was always wild and my daughter is very like type a like uh you couldn't even tell her to say a cuss word and be like oh it's okay that you can say say shit like it's okay my daughter is like, the same fucking way not gonna do it. same way yes because it skips a generation now my other daughter is it has more of my personality and she's wild and it's just gonna be the way she's gonna be and that's okay it's not, it's not a bad thing to be out there and, and wild and all these things. Like just society tells women that you're supposed to be a certain way. You're supposed to act a certain way. And when you push a baby out, I guess you're supposed to wear khakis down to your knees. Like I didn't get that handbook. And I don't think that should be the stereotype that, oh, well, you have to give it up now that you're a mom. Like, what the hell does that mean? You know what I mean? And just all of that crap it pisses me off it sends me over the edge that there's just this stereotypical good mom figure like why is the good mom the mom of suburbia that's zanned out why Why is that something that we look at as good she's miserable she married a fucking dickhead you know what i mean and and those are the women that i advocate for like don't tell don't let him tell you what to do and how much you can spend bitch get your own money you spend what you want and be oh, a strong woman. So you look at like, like, like I was saying, you look at like Jenny McCarthy and you look at Pam Anderson. I just watched her whole documentary and I've never felt more sad for somebody because she said it herself. She was like, I wasn't a good businesswoman. I didn't know I could make money on my brand and myself. And I was thinking, I feel so sorry for you because she didn't make those decisions like Jenny, you know? Yeah, Jenny McCarthy, I think, would have been successful. I, I There's kind of like this thing that I follow with people. I think that when you are given an opportunity from folks, you, you get to succeed faster. I think when Jenny did Playboy, it just sped up her career. I think mm -hmm. as funny as she is and as talented she is, she would have got there anyway. Yeah. But Playboy just sped it up so fucking I much. I agree. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so I think she'd have been successful regardless. Pam... Yes. As I got the same feeling watching that documentary, I felt 
so bad for her. I even mm-hmm. got creeped out uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning when people were asking, the guys were asking her about her implants and stuff. Yep. But then I went full pig because the next scene <laughs> right after is like her. Is her tits. Yeah. And, and it's like, but it's not, I would have never asked you about your implants. I just went like, but you're putting yourself out there. I don't understand how they're asking you that. And they're comfortable. I could have never fucking done it. I, right. I would, I would have never done it, but then it's just like, I see why they did it. I think it's in bad taste. I think it's in super fucking bad taste, but at the same time, you don't know their mindset they might have been it might it might have been harmless i bad taste i Mm. i really but i wish when they said that she was pretty much broke in that documentary i was like how the fuck is she broke yes how she didn't know her value no no and i and i will i will swear up and down and i don't care if anybody argues with me or whatever Tommy Lee made money off that fucking movie. She didn't. Oh, yeah. He's sketch. There's no way, no fucking way that one of the two of them did not make fucking money off of that movie. Legally speaking, what? I don't care. There's a backdoor deal or something. There's no fucking way that one of them, and then like she obviously didn't, but he doesn't seem like he's done too fucking bad. No. Yeah, there's there's Sad. something so sketchy about that shit. And and the, they asked her sons. They were like, you know, what did you feel or whatever? Because that's what, a lot of people ask me that. They're like, what what are your kids gonna think when they get older? And I'm like, that they went to Disney World and they were taken care of. Like, I don't ever, I don't know an adult now who's who questions like, you were a plumber. You know what I mean? Like, are you fucking kidding me? So her sons were like, um, they said, I wish she could have made money off of that, you know? And I'm thinking, hello, people. Like, we normalize this in our house. We're not looking at it and saying, oh, look at this. And this is the way it is. But my my kids see me in bikini and they're not thinking, oh, there's our sexy mom in a bikini. They're just like, mom's wearing a bikini. Who gives a shit? Like, it's not looked at differently and, and when you normalize those things like wow my mom's a confident woman i hope they yeah. marry somebody who's in a fucking string bikini absolutely like. well here's the here's the thing and you said the right word you said normalize mm-hmm. the thing with the prudes against the people like me and you is we're gonna talk about it we're not gonna hide it the folks that always want to bring up the fucking thing well what are your kids gonna think in a couple mm-hmm. of years they don't have to think in a couple of years they fucking probably have an idea now and they're getting to do everything they fucking want to do All right, right. Uh, who, who gives a fuck like like yeah. our, our kids first off i'm a if you don't know this about me which you don't but everybody <laughs> listening when i first got into social media seven eight years ago now before i got into radio i was called bearded bastard i was 330 something pounds i just went through a bad breakup with the girl who i have the other daughter with in alabama and i had already went through my own my own mental health issues a suicide attempt back in 2010 and i knew that i needed an outlet i'd never posted anything really on social media or anything like that so i created the character bearded bastard just out of fucking nowhere and it was for me to be fucking angry on social media and post the stuff that I wanted to post. Well, it started blowing the fuck up out of nowhere on Snapchat and shit. Well, then 
So then I started seeing what other people were doing to get recognition on Snapchat. And it was like Titty Tuesday and Hump Day and all this stuff. And I already had these women that were following me, and I was a single man. And so I was like, you know what? I'm watching what all these other guys are doing, but they're not posting the plus-size women. They're only posting these petite women that are whatever. So I was like, I'm finna fuck all these people up. (laughs) I'm fixing to post the natural women. I'm finna post... I would post every single woman that was sent into me. It blew my accounts up and everything. And then a couple years later, like two years later, I got noticed by radio and then I had to quit doing that shit. And I'm here where I'm at now. One of the biggest podcasts in the country. And it's just where sex sales. If Mm -hmm. you, if you are good at marketing, use sex as a selling tool to bring people into you. You have a great tool. You're good at fucking sports. You're a good mama. You you can talk with the fucking best of us. Like you, you're good at what you do. You just happen to use sex as a selling tool. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Y'all go look at fucking Hardy's a couple years ago. They had Paris Hilton in a fucking string bikini eating Eat burger. Eating a fucking burger on the hood of a truck. That bitch has never ate a Hardy's burger in her life. But Y'all didn't care about that, so don't care about a mom doing what the fuck she wants to do on OnlyFans. You're a fucking prude if you don't see the difference in it. The only difference is is you're not fucking making money off of it, and she is, and you're fucking mad about it. I'll tell you, shit, shit aggravates me so bad because... I don't have, obviously, I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm not going to be PG or anything like that. There are people in my community, like, if you would just talk different or you would say different stuff, we would support you more. Fuck you. I don't need you to support me. I obviously don't. The the people that want real are going to listen to me. I don't don't care because I know that the people, you might not publicly support me, but you're privately listening to me. Absolutely. Yep. Same thing with you. All those people that are sitting there wanting to be ugly to you, they're fucking buying your shit and not letting anybody know. They're going to get fake debit cards. They're green dotting (laughs) the shit out of your stuff. Like, yeah, there's, but if Pam or any of them would have been smart and if they would have came around in this day and age and not the early nineties, they're doing the same shit you're doing. You are you are nothing but an incredibly smart businesswoman maximizing exactly the tools at your hand right now. Yep. And I mean, and that's the other thing. Look at look at Carmen Electra. She has an OnlyFans now. I didn't know she, she did. I haven't even heard that name in fucking years. I know. I bet well, she's still bad as hell, too. She it like Oof. it. I don't know what her and LL Cool J Mar, was Mario Lopez. Like they are just they don't age. I don't know what what magic pill or whatever like it, you know baby blood they took. But like, it's, it's called money. They're just fucking rich. But she looks incredible, and and she does OnlyFans now. And I'm like, good for her because like like the Pam Anderson situation. Pam, get your ass on OnlyFans and start making money to get your shit out of wherever you're at or in debt or whatever because guess what? Yes, you're old, but I would still look at it. I want to oh, see, yeah. you know? Well, she, so, made the, she made the comment during the documentary that her tits were destroyed or something or whatever she said now. Did you hear her say it? It's like she, she says during the documentary, 
she was, I can't remember exactly how she says it, but she was like, they're just devastated now or whatever. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. She says it in the documentary. I, I'm, I'm probably misquoting exactly how she says it, but she's like, they're not pretty anymore or something along those oh. lines. And it's like, Pam, you're still fucking Pam Anderson, baby. Yeah. You're, you're still fucking beautiful. You're one of the yeah. pretty, I forgot. And I'm 35. So I did not get to see. Like I was breaking my wrist to her. Don't get me wrong. I was fucking, I was turning them out to her back in the day, but I forgot until I watched that documentary, just how fucking beautiful. I know. She was coming up. She was one and she's still, she still. is still beautiful. I don't think she wants to do anything like that anymore because she's associated with like PETA and stuff. I think, but I I, was, I saw like the stuff she did with Peter though, like with the yeah, like some, some the of, like, the, the, I don't, I don't, I think she wants to find love so bad that mm-hmm. I don't think she's gonna find a. She probably thinks she's not gonna find a man if she does anything like. That. She's gonna be another one of those things. Pam, you're never gonna hear this, but I'm telling you, if you do, come meet me, baby. I will take you. <laughs> I will take you slow dancing. I know. We will ride dirt roads and listen to country music. Uh, I obviously don't have a hog like Tommy Lee. It's not even close. It is a, <laughs> it, it is a fucking piglet compared to that. But, but I will love you unconditionally. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what she was chasing, though. You know what I mean? You gotta think about it. I'm like, good God, I've seen that thing. That thing is scary. Everybody's seen it. He posted it on Instagram, and it didn't get deleted for like twelve hours. I was like, what? But- the- because Instagram was scared that if it deleted it, it was going to come beat it to death with it. They didn't know if it was a pet snake or oh real. They're like, God. What that? He thought fucking Tommy Lee was just holding a fucking anaconda, but like a, a real life anaconda between its legs. Like, is that a fucking snake? God, it was unreal. Jesus Christ. That thing is scary. Mm-hmm. All right. I, look, I'm telling you. I've made the joke so many times. The good Lord knew not to give me a singing <laughs> voice or that. Because if I had either one of those things, I, I've, I would have ended myself. I would wear jorts all the time, and all you see is tip dangling, or I would just be singing nonstop to women. And I, I can't do either one. I think it's petrifying. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said it, too. <laughs> like, No. Um, well, one last thing before we get off here, because, uh, there's a guy that you've done some shows with. Oh, yes. And I just can't figure out if I like this dude or not. He's rubbed me so weirdly wrong. And for somebody I've never met, never had a conversation with, I'm just such a lover of sports. For all those who don't know, uh, if you've never watched the show last chance you on Netflix, go watch it. The last uh, was it like the last two seasons? JB's the coach at in, at something at Indy. Yeah, the foot uh, football part of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a basketball part too, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last chance, you. So you've done some shows with JB. Tell me about old JB. I did. So I actually, with the whole sports thing, I started with Egotastic, then I progressed to Pro Sports Extra, and I was blogging for them, and then you know, like so on and so forth. He um he did one of my interviews when my story went viral. He asked me to come on his show and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll come on here. And I, I did an interview and we just kind of like maintained that kind of like cordial friendship in the industry. Um, 
he reached out to me one day and he texted me and he's like, Hey, um, you know, the network's looking to bring somebody on kind of to save my show and class it up a bit. Um, would you be interested in being a co-host? And I was like, Oh hell yeah, this is right up my alley. Let's, let's do it. And at that time, I didn't even think like, Oh my God, this guy's a scumbag, dirtbag, this, that, and the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't, you're not thinking about those things. You're trying to make it in this industry and you're trying to progress your career. So you're like, this could be a really good thing. And, and, you know, we started to get started with the show and, and it just was, it was awful. I wasn't, I couldn't even talk. I mean, like he spoke over me or like, it, it just, I didn't feel comfortable. I never felt a certain way. I never physically met him. Um, but he just goes on these rants. Like it's just about, I don't even know, like how much he hates the world and how much he hates college football. And, and he's just bitter. He's a bitter, miserable man. And th those are the type of people that try to drag others down, you know, with yeah. them. So his, even his football takes are just garbage. Cause you're like, okay, tell me why you hate the transfer portal. Well, it just sucks. It's just this, that. Well, okay. Let's speak facts. Let's talk about this and, and tell me why, you know, and he just can't wrap his mind around it. And he just goes off on these tangents about mental health. Isn't real. Like, you know, and then he says it, mental health isn't real. Oh my God. He says that he says like, uh, he calls, you know, certain people fake humans and he's anti everybody. He's just anti everybody. And I'm like, okay, this is not me. Like, I'm sorry, but if you have those opinions, you're entitled to them, but we have a show and we're trying to make this a football show. We don't need to be talking about politics. One, yeah. you know, it's already a, a sensitive topic. We all have our own beliefs and, and yeah. so on and so forth. But I mean, we're going to get canceled before we can get started. Damn. You know? So it just was awful. And of course he hates the SEC. He's like, Oh, I hate the SEC. I hate this about, and I'm like, you only hate the SEC because you're a freaking UCLA fan and nobody goes to your fucking games, bro. Like shut up, you know? So we just went back and forth at it. And I, I mean, I, I was tired of it. I don't like the whole women aren't allowed in sports kind of concept. Well, you know, there are a lot of women who love sports and who are very good at their jobs. And, and you can't just umbrella that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I do think now I will say my opinion on this, the woman kicker for Vanderbilt. I wish she would have gotten a different opportunity based on if, if you want to be the first woman kicker, let's start our own freaking woman's league. You know, we're, we're so much yeah. more than just an opportunity to kick for Vanderbilt one time. I feel like we're so much more than that. You, know, so you don't, I, you don't want it to be, a, you don't want it to look like a gimmick. Yes. Or a, like a publicity stunt. You, you don't want that moment. That's yeah. so powerful for us all to just be that, you know? Yeah. So there are certain things that he just said. And I was like, dude, I, I can't do this no more. And I didn't talk about him. And, and mind you, another huge situation was we both signed on with the network 50, 50. So sponsorships, tips, everything you get from downloads is 50, 50. When it came to, I was on there for a month. I'm like, all right, like there's tips on the show for my fan base. And he's like, well, I don't make any money and you make money on OnlyFans. So I'm not going to give you this. And I'm thinking, excuse what? me. Oh yeah. So I was like, uh, peace. I'm out. Like, I'm not doing this. And, and it was like, it grew into this bitter feud because I, I just, I wasn't going to give him the time of day. I was yeah. not going to give my platform to that 
dirt bag any like you know what I mean I'm yeah. like I'm not gonna talk about you so I let it go and we made a bet while I was on the show that Kansas wouldn't win seven games and I was like they're not gonna win seven games and you know I'll bet you 100 bucks they're not gonna win seven games it's just not their year yet they're not there yet and um you know I won that bet so I was like I finally I shut up and I let him keep talking about me for several months and finally I was like some washed up juco coach and is uh holding on to his last hundred dollars and not going to pay a bet. So then I, I made my jab. And then of course, you know, sometimes you put your foot in your mouth because you started Twitter war that you didn't know you were starting. <laughs> Glad I don't do Twitter. Oh my God. So it, it went viral. And, and and then he claimed he slept with me. And, and then he claimed that on my only fans, I pegged my husband, which he wanted to like bash my husband and but really what he ended up doing in that process is all my subscriptions went up like crazy and I had all these DMs and they're like we're here for the pegging video and I'm like what what the fuck I don't peg my husband and I'm looking and I'm like oh my god it's because this moron said this on Twitter that I pegged my husband I got all these subscriptions of guys wanting to see me do it <laughs> why would it I mean like why would it even fucking matter if you did though that, I don't know, see that, I, that 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 was my thing and like i don't know the dude i don't know it just <laughs> seemed like in the day and age we live in dudes just ass backwards 50 years ago hell of a coach probably probably and i yeah. i'm a and i'm a big bobby knight guy i yes, love me too. i love some fucking bobby knight i don't think bobby knight works now and as much as i wish he fucking would i think bobby knight's too extreme now jb's probably way too extreme but yeah. like the thing, like you said, with uh women in sports, I like mm -hmm. the separation of women in sports for the same reason you do. I don't want it to be a fucking gimmick. I right. I, I want there to be more money put towards WNBA. I also mm -hmm. want there to be like more of a professional women's softball league too. Yeah. I I I don't think as far as the physicality between men and women, you're never gonna match up. You're always gonna get a unicorn. You're always gonna get a fucking unicorn from a woman that could probably compete with men, but it's not enough to where there's going to be a lot of them. And what's going to happen is if you start taking the absolute best of the women and put them with the men, they're going to be bottom tier and it's going to kill the women's leagues. And I don't want to ever, oh, yeah. I don't want to ever see that happen. Mm -mm. Women deserve I, their own I, fucking everything as far as sports go. Yes. And I agree. Like this, that's kind of my argument too, is I'm just like, women are built different. We have, yeah. and that's okay. Like we yeah. are genetically wired different and, and we should be so proud of that. Yeah. Men are built different too. And we need to have our own. And it's and it, just because we, you know, give us the chance to dominate and show that we Absolutely. are bad ass, you know? Yeah, it's just it's just genetics. I mean, that's all yes. it is. And like, I get mad. And like I said, got a big gay following. I love you, gays. Right. You fucking are awesome. So you're not gonna get <laughs> mad about this. I don't like when you get the people that are transitioning, like a man trying to go into a woman's sport, like especially in combat. No. That shit's fucked up to me. That, that that should never. I love the fact that Dana White has said, I "Ain't fucking happening here." Yep. I don't like it that there are states that allow biological men to wrestle women in high school or girls yeah. in high school and stuff. That's fucked up. Now, the way I will say that it is fair, 
I grew up with some women that would have whooped my fucking ass. <laughs> I, I know some bitches that would still to this day beat my ass in a heartbeat. Now you take these Amazon women and mm-hmm. you put them against men <laughs> that are five, two, five, three, 140 pounds. You let them wrestle. You let them box. You let them do MMA yeah. to where there's a, a size and weight advantage towards the woman. I'll pay to see that shit. I will pay. <laughs> I will pay every fucking day to see an Amazon take on a little fella every yeah. fucking day. But what's bad is I still think the advantage, if you're a bookkeeper, a lot of people are going to take the man, but there's some girls I'm telling you, I went to high school with that would whoop the fuck out of some grown ass men. Right. You know, it's funny. Is I look at like differences in, in models. Like we all have different bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was actually doing a photo shoot with Tawny and uh, she's like, I- I'm staring at her during this photo shoot and she's getting in a position. And of course, you know, when there's multiple models at photo shoots, we help with their hair and it's like, okay, like look this way and we're each other's mirror. And I just looked at her legs because she's like, she's like 5'10", 5'11", or something like that. Oh, goddamn, oh. she's taller than me. I was definitely, oh. I was definitely going to hit on her. Now I ain't got a chance she in hell. beautiful. <laughs> but I look at her and I look and I said it out loud because I don't have a filter sometimes. And yeah. I was like, God damn. I was like, Jesus loved you. He gave you long legs, this beautiful body. And here I am at like five, five and a half taking a picture next to her with my tippy toes up and I'm like, damn it. I am, I am five ten on a good day. I was, I was hoping that woman was like sneaky short. Like, oh. I, I honestly thought you was like five ten. I, Me? I, yeah. I thought you was like five ten. No, I am stout. Yeah. <laughs> like... it, you, you are, I'm glad you're married. Uh, you exactly what I go after then that, 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 body top that range right there sized everything yeah i was joking with her a while ago before we started this and i was yeah just giving her a hard time i never try to actually flirt with anybody that does this show i just like fucking giving people a hard time um <laughs> but yeah you'll have to whenever we do our group shows if you can ever yes. it, i would love to have you come be on a group show with all of us oh that would be so much fun well, uh, well, ma'am, I just want to thank you very much. Drop your social media stuff one more time before we get out of here. This was a great convo. You're welcome back anytime. Thank uh, you for we can, me. We can help push tip drill all you want to. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're a good convo, dude. You're going to do just fine. And you don't need to, you don't need some fucking asshole. Like, uh, right. You probably know some more about sports than him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Obviously. But- um, so he, pro- he probably doesn't even like Tom Brady. I know he doesn't. Fuck him. <laughs> I know. Like, ew. He um, like but I'm on IG at the Sarah Blake, and I am on Twitter at Sarah Cheeky One, TikTok at the Sarah Cheeky, and then I have my tip drill on, um, Gosh, what's it on? On YouTube. It's on YouTube. And it's on Apple and Spotify as well. So tip drill with Sarah Blake. But those are my handles. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, you heard it here. Y'all go check her out. Go download her shows. Give her a shout. Follow her on all major platforms. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. <laughs>